Hello, happy hump day. It is Wednesday, December 23rd. Oh my goodness, it's just two days from Christmas. Hooray. This is Lessons and Legacies, and this is episode 12. I can't even believe this. I'm almost two weeks through and doing live streaming with Lessons and Legacies. I'm so happy. Um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the journey, enjoying the messages, enjoying the guests. Um, I hope you've been getting a lot of love and laughter and healing and inspiration from it because honestly, I have. So <laughs> um, today on episode 12, you get me, your host, Melissa Price, um, and I am coming at you with some lessons in faith. I uh, would love to do some reading out of my brand new book, Lessons We've Learned, Legacies of Life. That's the whole reason this show is even happening. Um, it's a book that I co-wrote with my mom. She lives in Detroit, Michigan. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we took stories and poetry and artwork from not just ourselves, but um, children, adolescents, men, women, adults from all over the world and kind of put them together in these beautiful five chapters of love, faith, laughter, resilience, and success. And uh, really with the intention of showing that we are all so knit together by our experiences, that our stories matter, and that the things that we learn, our lessons, they become our legacies. They become what we leave behind as a mark on this world. So it's, I'm encouraging, I'm here sharing these things that I was so blessed to be part of during the creating of this book um, with you, but also encouraging you to come and share your story too. Um, lessons and Legacies is also on YouTube. If you wanna check that out, just look up Lessons and Legacies. Please like and subscribe and share because that does help me out quite a bit. Um, and you can share these wonderful stories with yourself and everyone else you love too. Um, if you're interested in coming on the show, you don't have to be somebody that's written in this book at all. I've already had several people on that were not contributors to the book. If you have something to talk about or share, whether it's an experience or you're a writer and you have your own book and stuff that you want to read from it, you're welcome to bring it on the show and, and please share. You know, if you have a family member's story or if you play an instrument or you do art or anything like that and you want to share about love, faith, laughter, resilience or success, just contact me. My email address is lessonsandlegacies at gmail.com. It's scrolling right on the screen below there. Please just shoot me an email or you can look me up on Facebook, Melissa Price, and just shoot me a message. I would love, love, love to have you, love to hear your stories. It has been the most blessed part of this book. It's been the most blessed part of these shows is getting getting being able to get right inside somebody else's world. It helps me feel like I'm not alone. It helps validate the experiences that I've had. And uh, I think it just lights the world up one story at a time. So uh, yeah, so I decided on faith today because um, over the last few days, really, just really the last couple of days, I have been bombarded with some amazing messages in faith. I am so super blessed that God has placed so many amazing people in my life and in my path. Um, some of these people I have never even met like face to face, 
we've done the virtual thing, but like never actually shook a hand. Um, but I have had people sending me these amazing messages of faith and hope and promises for 2021. And just the reminder that God's with me, God's got my back, that I'm not alone, that these people are here and that we're all kind of going through this, you know, and it's been, ugh. I try not to get emotional, you know, uh, it's been liberating. It's been freeing. It's filled me with joy. It's filled me with hope, especially during this holiday season where faith and hope and love is what it's all about, man. It's so easy for us to get distracted, right? With the gifts for, from Santa, with the, you know, what, what, what money happens to be in the bank with our health, with, you know, the, the sadness and grief we might be carrying in our hearts because we can't see the ones we love. You know, this is a difficult time of the year and it's a time of the year where faith and hope and love are supposed to be so present and they are, but also I think it's a time of year, but because of all the other distractions and heavier stuff that we have, that we really look to like cling to that. We look to hold on to that. And, and that's like our strength, our stronghold to get through it. And um, yeah, these messages, shout out to uh, Stephanie Morris and um, Jeffrey Woolston and Precious Pauling, um, just to name a few, because there's been a few others. I can shout out my family in there as well, um, who've sent some pretty powerful stuff. And what, what's been really cool about all these messages is that they are all full circle. Every single one of them, all coming from different people, every message was exactly like, I mean, almost the same, you know, not exactly the same, different people, but the message in itself. So what I think is really cool about that and what is magical about that to me and, and so full of faith filling for me is it's the same message over and over. God put those people in my life who put that message in my life. And the beautiful thing about God is that he speaks to us in the way that we can hear. He communicates with us individually in the way he knows we're going to recognize him and his imprint and his stamp and his voice and his, you know, the ways he just shows up. And I'm so grateful that I was blessed with the choice and the ability to hear and see God showing up every day in my life. And what really clues me in is the repeat messages. You know, I always like to say that's God whispering. And if you let him whisper too long, eventually it'll become a roar. And if you don't hear that, then you get God kabonged. And then he'll put you exactly in the place that you've been praying to be. But usually not in the way you'd expect. You know, I remember a time in my life, uh, probably... It's funny, I was just scrolling through my pictures on Facebook uh, earlier and I couldn't believe it. It has actually been this long, but I, it was about four years ago. I busted up my foot right, uh, it was right after Thanksgiving. So running into Christmas, I was in a boot and all this stuff. What's up, Brittany? Thanks for coming on and saying, hey. Um, but yeah, so right before this happened. So this was just after Thanksgiving and it was really the most bizarre accident I've ever had. Cause like I, it was hardly even an accident really, but I put me out for, Oh, let's see. Almost six months. I couldn't work, couldn't drive. There was several months that I sat on the couch and could not even get up. You know, <laughs> it was 
horrific. And I am a very OCD, go, 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 go. Like, oh my God, if the house is in disarray kind of person. So for me to have to sit on the couch and do nothing was one of the worst. And I happened to be a barista and bartender at a coffee shop at that time. And uh, so I was very into caffeine. I don't do caffeine like that anymore. Once in a while, I'll pop a Red Bull, but I will make one of them little mini Red Bull cans last for like four hours, like three sips an hour. Otherwise, I'm like, Bleh. so I was like a caffeinated OCD mommy that was couch bound for months. And I couldn't drive because I busted up my right foot. And it was funny. We were in the living room celebrating with friends. We were dancing and I have a little half step that separates my living room from my dining room. And all I did was step off of it and my toe caught the, the lip of the step. So like my foot, how you normally, you know, like your foot's normally like this and you walk like this, you know, my foot got caught backwards. And so I tore like a ligament on my ankle and it just, it, it popped and I fell to the ground and fell asleep with peas on my ankle. And I woke up with warm peas on my ankle the next morning and a ankle that was seriously the size of my thigh. <laughs> So I didn't fall, like I didn't fall. It wasn't anything, we were dancing and it was like my toe just caught the top of the stair. Now the point of all this to tell you and what it has to do with faith, um, cause I love to get sidetracked and go on tangents. So stop me <laughs> if, I, if I go too far. But the point of it is, all right, right before that accident happened, I was in a place in my life where I was praying to God to, help me get in a better place. I had too many duties and responsibilities on my shelf. I always like to use this analogy of like, you have the shelf, the shelf is you, you know, like you are this shelf. Imagine like a bookshelf or a spice rack or something like that. And on this shelf, it's only so big. So you only have so much room to fit so many jars. Each jar, imagine like a mason jar or a cup, a glass, whatever. Each jar that you can fit, and you can even use like my back, my, my headboard behind me as a scale. Imagine like there's the cups. That's That back there is the shelf. And so I have that much space that I can line jars or cups or glasses or whatever on my shelf. And when the shelf is full, it's full. And each cup or jar will represent an area of my life that matters. So like one cup over here, let's see if I can do it. One cup would be my kids. The next one would be my husband. And the next one would be my financials and then my job. And then maybe what I do volunteering or my exercise routine, the things that are important to your everyday life, right? So I was at a place at that point where I had young children. So four years ago, Sophie would have been three and Charlotte would have been four and a half. Um, so little kids, um, I was working at night, homeschooling kids during the day. Um, my husband was also working. So I was housewifing, homeschooling, doing the cooking, the cleaning, the chores, all that stuff, the errands, um, and also and working and all that. And then also what I did on my weekends is I, again, if, if you're not from Charlotte, North Carolina, then I'll like give you a parameter here, but um, I would drive all the way out to Gastonia and I would volunteer my weekend time working with minors who had survived sex trafficking at a safe house. 
And I would take them out hiking or take them out to go get stuff from Starbucks or watch a movie with them at the safe house. I, I, I would take baking stuff over there and teach them how to bake cakes and cupcakes and stuff like that. Um, but Gastonia is almost, I mean, it's like 45 minutes from me, you know? So it would be two, almost two hours of drive time plus my time that I put in there. And then I come back home. I was also running. So I was, I, I was running half marathons at that time training. So I had these hours that I was, you know, trying to not smoke, trying to be healthy, trying to lose mommy weight uh, from the kids and um, volunteer work, homeschool, mom, do all this stuff. And I was at a point in my life where I was like, God, everything on my shelf is so important to me. I don't know what to pick. I know I have to drop something here, but being with those kids and volunteering with those kids that survived sex, tra sex trafficking was such a big, important cause to my heart. I, I almost felt guilty about taking that off the shelf. You know, the running that I was doing was keeping me from smoking, which is something that I still struggle to quit because I stopped running and I started smoking again. Still do. I'm still trying to quit too. So pray for me all. Hi, Danny. Hey, I was just thinking about you actually. Um, I used your, I used one of your pictures for the cover show, the cover shot for this show today. <laughs> we have to reschedule. I want to get you back before uh, 2021 if you have time. Okay. I have to show the world what beautiful artwork that you do. Um, but so I prayed and I can't tell you how many nights I went to bed just weeping. I'd be praying for 45 minutes to an hour. Like God help me decide. Like I can't take my kids off the shelf. I can't take my husband off the shelf. If I take this off the shelf, that's going to happen. And this is going to happen and blah. And guess what happened? I guess God was communicating with me all along and I was not hearing those whispers and I failed to hear the roars and I got God kabonged and in the silliest possible way, got put in a boot and God just said, sit, be still and refill my precious daughter. He took all the jars off my shelf. <laughs> he could see my struggle and my my just my oh, I was I was just in such a way, you know, but coming coming to him with a pure heart and a full heart saying, God, I, I love everything on my shelf, but something's happening to me here. I'm I'm depleted. I have nothing left. I just was in this depressed state of like I'm doing all these great things and all these wonderful things are around me, but I feel so miserable. Why? I was so burnt out. All I was doing was giving and giving and giving and giving and pouring and pouring and pouring. And God recognized that his little daughter was at that point and that she was crying out to him for help saying, please, daddy, please, my sky daddy, help me figure out which one I'm supposed to remove so that I can fill myself back up a little bit more and then be better and be happy and, and joyfully do these things. And he said, you didn't hear me. Come on. For the next four months, five months, six months, you're going to sit on the couch. You're not going to work. You're not going to deal with customers. You're going to let your husband pick up the slack for you as far as vacuuming and scrubbing the floors. And the kids are going to wait on you instead of you waiting on them. And uh, this is going to seem like a real tragic accident for you. And you're going to cry and say, God, why have you forsaken me? But after your pain is gone, you'll thank me, my child. And still to this day, four years later, I'm like, I still, it only took me literally two weeks to realize like God did this. God did this 
for me so that I could take all the time I needed to refill. God knew I didn't need one jar to be taken off the shelf. He knew I was on empty and I needed way more than that to refill. I needed to be cared for the way that I care for other people. And again, it's it's funny. There's I say it's the biggest premise behind my book. There is a blessing in every lesson, you know? And I could have sat there bitter on the couch all that time saying, oh, my gosh, this sucks, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I've been doing all these things right. And why would God turn against me for doing this? And But I didn't. I saw that. I took the time. I was still and I trusted and had faith that God had my back. And when I did that, it became very clear that that was very necessary for me to heal and move on. And so I'm just saying, you got to have faith, even when the when the mud gets thick, even when you feel like you're slipping and drowning in the quicksand and that there's no hope, you got to trust. You got to have faith and know that things will work out for the good and you're not alone. You know, we never are alone. Uh, hey, Precious, it's good to see you. I got Precious and Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi, Dr. Deb. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't almost miss everything. I'm not doing a super long one today because it's just me, but I really wanted to, uh, just spread the faith because, uh, that's really been a predominant message and God, like I said, he's been doing his whispering very, very all up in my face over these last couple days. And it tickles me. It tickles me and it fills me with so much joy that I can recognize when he's talking to me, you know? And so I wanted to just share some some faith with you guys. It's been bringing me everything I need over the last couple of days. And again, this is the season for it. You know, this is when we should really just be embracing the fact that we have faith, that we have hope, you know, that we have a good, good father who's always got our back and that we're never alone. This is a time of year where a lot of people, especially with pandemic right now, we might be feeling a little alone or lonely, you know, maybe not so much alone. There are people who are alone, but then there's people like me. I'm not alone, but I'm lonely at times. And it's because my whole chunk of my family's not in the same state that I am. I've got my beautiful daughters, Charlotte and Sophie with me. I've got my husband. I've got my North Carolina family, all of you guys watching that are here with me. And I'll, I can't thank God. I'm so grateful. I can't thank him enough for that. But yeah, it's a little lonely when you can't see grandma or mom or, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to come and read a few things out of my book to you guys in hopes of bringing the same faith that I've been filled up with the last couple days. And, and I hope it's enough to like move you through Christmas Eve tomorrow and help you embrace the spirit and the true meaning of Christmas on Friday. Yeah, I guess it'll be Friday. I had to think again what day it is. So before I start reading, I will give you guys a big heads up. I'm excited about it. My big special guest for tomorrow is my husband, Nathan Price. We are doing a Christmas Eve special of Lessons and Legacies at two o'clock. It will be on Facebook and also YouTube. So again, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel yet, please go on and subscribe, like, share. I really appreciate it. Um, so we are just going to be talking about Christmas and um, the holidays and, you know, kind of like our lessons, our, our lessons of the past 
in in and around that and uh, just going to have a good conversation. And he always brings laughter and light and love to the screen with me. <laughs> uh, people seem to like watching us interact. So I thought it would be appropriate for Christmas Eve. So, um, yes. And Dr. Deborah says it can get a little lonely. My husband and I only have each other here in Charlotte. Yeah. And be grateful that you have that though, you know? I was saying yesterday when I was on my mom, um, my mom is like completely solo. She's got nobody, you know, she, she goes to work and she might have to work. They all put names in a bucket at work and whoever gets picked, some people have to work Christmas Eve and some will work Christmas, but um, she's, yeah, she will refuses. It's, it's kind of sad actually, but I get it. She refuses to decorate for Christmas and has for probably about a decade now um, because both of her kids you know, me and my brother are not there. And, you know, my grandmother that is still alive, um, she's in her 80s. And, you know, pandemic is a little bit heavier up there than it is for us here. So she won't go over there and risk bringing anything in. My mom works in the restaurant industry. So she's conscious of the fact that trying not to bring any unnecessary germs into grandma's house, you know, and uh, yeah, so she literally will not decorate. She goes home, tries not to be sad. We usually call, have a drink on the phone, laugh it up a bit, and then, you know, just kind of treat it like another day. Um, but yeah, so I get that. But at least you've got your husband, Dr. Deborah. At least you got somebody because there are people out there that don't have anybody, you know. And to those of you who are out there, I'm a message away, man. Look me up on Facebook, Melissa Price. I would be happy to send you a phone number, give you a phone call. We could do a virtual or just message. I love to talk to people if you can't tell. <laughs> it's my favorite parts of even doing these shows is being able to communicate back and forth. And it's my favorite part of writing this book was communicating with everybody else about the things that mattered and, and the stories and experiences that shaped and molded their lives. You know, So please reach out, don't be alone. You do have a choice, it is a choice. I'll be with you on Christmas. I have no problem with that. I'd be happy to. So I'm going to, I did pick out a few pieces I'm going to read and they all come from different perspectives and ages. And I think probably about 15 minutes or so. And I'll be letting you guys go for today and gearing up for Christmas Eve special tomorrow. Yay. I have, I have asked my husband about 18 times already. Are you sure you're going to be here at two o'clock? Are you sure you're going to do it? Are you sure? And he's like, yes, babe, I'm sure. I can't wait. He's been getting into doing these live videos lately. So I like that I'm rubbing off on him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first piece I'm going to read to you was the one that jumped out to me the most today. And it's actually, this is by a girl I've never met. She is also in Michigan. Her name's Madison. She's well, she was 16 years old at the time that this book was written. She may have gained an ear, a, a year uh, since then, but uh, it's called My Greatest Lessons. And I just love the lightheartedness in this. This is in the Lessons in Faith chapter. Um, I just love the perspective. It's all about perspective and how we look at things, you know? So it's called My Greatest Lessons by Madison, 16 years old. Number one. Life is too short to be stuck in your comfort zone. If you've lived your entire life doing nothing that scares you, then you haven't lived. 
In my opinion, doing something that scares you is often good for you, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time. I can say that. <laughs> I can definitely attest to that one. Number two, make time for your friends. This one is pretty self-explanatory, but no matter how old you are, make time for your friends. Even if it's three in the morning and your best friend has had a rough breakup, be there for them. Some people may argue, but I believe friends should be like family. So we should treat them as such. And again, I'm so thankful for all of you friends of mine that I can call family. Thank you for treating me like that. And I hope I do the same for you. Number three, if it's meant to be, it will happen. This is perhaps the most important lesson of them all. I feel that it can be applied to any situation. If something is meant to happen, it will. Doesn't that sound like faith? Whether it's a job, relationship, etc., it might not make sense to everyone, but I put a lot of faith in those seven words and it has never failed me. About a year ago, my very best friend moved away. I was terrified we would lose contact over the distance between us. I had to continue on with my life and so did he, but amazingly, we never lost contact. We texted every single day without fail and to this day, it hasn't changed. When he moved, those seven words brought me an immense amount of comfort. I guess we're meant to be in each other's lives considering we only see each other twice a year and we are still best friends. And then she added a hashtag bonus tip at the end, a bonus lesson from 16 year old Madison. I love it. She says, those are the three great lessons or the three greatest lessons I've learned during the 16 years I've been around. I chose to take a more philosophical route. However, keeping a $20 bill on you at all times is a good one too. <laughs> so she's got great insight for a 16 year old and she's got a sense of humor too. So I think Miss Madison from, I believe she's in Sterling Heights, Michigan. That's uh, She goes to the high school I went to when I grew up. And uh, yeah, sometimes it takes a 16-year-old to open the eyes, shift the perspective, and help you find that faith. That Sometimes that faith gets a little bit mucked up and we need to wipe, wipe the dust off, you know, or uncover it a little bit. And sometimes just hearing something from somebody else can do that, you know? Yes, Dr. Deborah says, yes, we have to keep the faith very wise for so young. I'll tell you what, man, in this book, we've got some wise stuff coming from kids even younger than that, half her age. It's crazy. It's crazy to me, the uh, the power and the words of the younger generations these days. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing to see the generations evolve, you know, and I compare to what how I was and what I learned and what I, you know, grew through. And, and it's just, man, they're so, they feel like they're all so much further ahead, you know, maybe too far ahead sometimes. But yeah, so that was from Madison. I love that one. Um, and I'm going to read, let's see, I had one for me. All right. This one I wrote, this is a poem by myself, Melissa Price. I wrote this one for my mom a few years back and um, actually, ironically, I wrote it for her around Christmas, for Christmas. Hey, Julie. 
Uh, well, you have your kids though, you know, at least you got that. You guys would be surprised at how many people that I know within our same friend circle online that are literally alone, you know? Like these are people that you guys are online with in the morning on shows and stuff that they don't have anybody, you know? So, and sometimes people don't wanna talk about that either. So I just happen to know that for some of these people that is the case. So be grateful for what you have. Look, even if all you got is your dog, you know, what if my family was away and I was just, it was me with my dog, I'd be clinging on to my dog and he'd be sharing some turkey with me and some mashed potatoes and he'd be laying on my lap while I'm watching my Christmas movies and a fire. And I would be so grateful that I have the dog, you know, you're not, you're never alone either too, because you do have God. You do have God is but a prayer away. And there are people, if you reach out that you don't have to be alone, but be grateful for what you have. This is the season for gratitude, always. This is the greatest holiday out of all the holidays we have all year long for us to be grateful, grateful for our life, grateful for the fact that we are never truly alone, grateful for our faith, for the power that's been placed inside of us, for forgiveness, for a roof over our heads, you know, for the ability to watch and receive messages like this and from so many others, be grateful, you know? This poem I wrote for my mom, I shared with you guys uh, just a little bit earlier here that she does not decorate for Christmas and she is one of those people who is actually like solo, solo. And uh, it's taken her years to kind of like come to grips with it and not be like icky over it. Um, but this poem I wrote for her was right around Christmas and let's see, it went with an epoxy piece uh, so I guess this would have been probably 2018 I wrote this for her. And she was having a very depressive holiday season. Um, she was having issues with her family. She was having issues with a, a, rela a romantic relationship. And she, you know, was going through the pains of missing her kids and not being around the ones she loves during the holiday season. Um, and so I wrote this for her and I actually went with a piece of art, a ginormous painting that I did for her. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I didn't put that in the book. I should have put it in the book. But um, anyways, I will just uh, point out there is a word in here. It's it's the word is Muscovy and Muscovy. If you don't know, because had I I had to look up what it was, I wouldn't have known this term. But if you happen to be a bird person, you will. But a Muscovy, it's M-U-S-C-O-V-Y, is a white duck, okay? My mom lives on a canal in Michigan, and so she's got, like, super awesome bird game up there. But the ducks, you know, ducks don't usually hang out in the snow too much, really. Um, and so when you hear the reference to a single white Muscovy in the context of this poem and how it was how it appeared um, is just not, not what happens in nature. So I just wanted you guys to know that a Muscovy is a white duck, which is, you know, just an odd thing in the middle of the winter, right? So this was a experience my mom told me she had during one of her really, really sad nights. And she had looked out and it was a blizzard. Um, she was on a second second story and she looked out over her balcony across the canal that she's on or the river that she's on 
And uh, it was a blizzarding night and the snow was just psh, 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 all sideways and the canal had frozen over and there was snow and stuff. And she looked out her window and it was like a full moon, or like the moon was like shining fully and bright, you know. And she said there was a single white duck, the Muscovy, sitting in the middle of the frozen river. And the moonlight just seemed to be hitting it right. And it was like huddled up in this pile of snow. And she said right there in that moment when she saw that, something washed over her. Her Everything faded away and she just was filled with gratitude, joy. And it's like, you know, when God's talking to you, he shows up the way that he knows you're going to see him. He, he speaks in the voice he knows you're going to hear. And so my mom told me in that moment, she felt like, oh my God, that's God's message. That's God. That's God sent me the Holy Spirit tonight to remind me that I'm never alone. I'm never alone. What in the world is this white, holy white duck doing in the middle of this holy blizzard, which they don't do, on a night where I couldn't be weeping more. And the second I saw it, everything faded away and all I felt was peace, light, love, and gratitude. My mom told me that story and so I had to make a painting um, and a poem that I gave to her both for the following Christmas. Um, yeah, so that's the actual story behind the poem. And so now I invite you to enjoy it and I hope it boosts your faith. And it's called Not Alone by Melissa Price. The clouds were heavy. This, the, let me start over. The clouds were heavy, the sky a thick gray, when fear came forward, extinguishing day. The cold wind blew so hard I could hear its whispers unfolding my deepest of fears. Drops split and splatter, covering the ground. Pitter-patter, pitter-patter, the icy beads pound. Frozen faith and frosted fear haunting me without, giving way to torment from grief and self-doubt. Alone I stand on the darkest of nights. My own lies taunt me with a mocking delight. Painful ponderings of what will and what might, filling my thoughts and clouding my sight. I step to the window and call out above, my father in heaven, where is your love? My spirit is weary and drowning in sorrow. Where is your promise for a better tomorrow? As quickly as I had begun to pray, his answer appeared as bright as the day. To this very moment, I refuse to forget the day that he told me, be still and don't fret. Amidst the wind, the snow and rain, and the absence of light on my window pane, my eyes beheld a mystery that would soon become so clear to me. There it stood alone that night, the Holy Spirit shining bright, a single white Muscovy holding a message from God to me. Whether mountains are high or valleys are low, his love is with me wherever I go. I can walk in the darkness and fear no evil. When I ask him to answer, I know that he will. 
He restores my soul and he comforts me. He prepares a table amidst my enemies. He overflows my cup and he ends my thirst and reminds me that I do come first. Through the harshest storm on the blackest night, I remember us there shining so bright. His spirit and mine in the moonlight shone, reminding me that I am never alone. And here's this, this is a Danny Murphy picture. I showed this one the other day. That's a Danny Murphy photography shout out. So yeah, um, it's all about faith today. And you know, a lot of times having faith is about believing in things that are unseen, but we are very, very fortunate to have a Holy Father who does choose to manifest himself to us in so many ways, the ways that are specific to each of us, you know? And I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful to have faith and, and to have such a good, good father. Uh, happy early birthday, Jesus, already. Happy birthday, Eve, Eve, right? <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's see. I think um do I want to do one more? I want to end this on such a high note today. I think we'll do the seagull song because we just were talking about birds. We're going to do one more with birds. This one <clears throat> is one that my mother wrote. Um and again, she's She's on the canal, so her bird game is always on point. Here's another picture, another photo by Danny Murphy. It's a seagull flying over the lake. So this is called the Seagull Song, and this will be the last little bit of faith reading that I give for you today. And then I am excited to say Merry Christmas Eve to you guys at 2 o'clock tomorrow. All right, Seagull Song by Renee Bodell. Behold the seagulls pure and white, little angel, angels winged in flight. Their cries are echoes from above to notice his unending love. The lake, a mirror for all to see, both up and down the gull is free. Catching winds and soaring high while watching over you and I. So when the sun glows on your face, you'll feel the radiance of his grace. Just as the goals are warmed above, receive his countless gifts of love. The dew that blankets earth below are heaven's tears of joy that flow. Within each drop, much love and more to lift you up where the seagulls soar. So fly with them each day you wake and realize what's yours to take. And when you hear that seagull song, you'll know God's blessed you all day long. Mm. See, even through nature, we can hear God's cries, his cries of love, you know. He's always with us, we're never alone. And uh, just know things will, will work out, you know. Maybe not in your time and in your ways of knowledge or understanding, you know. We're supposed to not lean on our own understanding, right? Embrace 
that there is a divine plan for you, that you're here for a reason, that everything you go through, every experience holds power. It holds power, it holds growth, it holds magic, you know? It holds love, it holds you, the essence of you. So don't let your lessons hide. Don't hide your lessons. Don't keep them from us. Your lessons become your legacies. The things you go through, save the rest of the world from having to go through it the same way, one, they can learn from you, or two, you're saving somebody from this isolation room and letting them know you're not the only one, you know? If anybody's brave enough or willing to come on to my show, Lessons and Legacies, it's Monday through Friday at two o'clock. I'd be happy to send you a link. We talk about love, faith, laughter, resilience, and success. And man, we go through art. We do, There's music and stuff we do on the show, games. Oh, I got to get used to this. One of these days, I'll get it right. But art, music, you know, any of your lessons and experiences. And if just if you just want to have a conversation, come on with it. You know, contact me, Melissa Price. You can look me up on Facebook and either send me a message there or I'll put my email address in the comments and um, it's scrolling below right now. You can look me up at uh, or email me, Melissa Price at uh, lessonsandlegacies at gmail.com. And if you would like to get your own copy of this book and bless not only yourself or someone you love this holiday season, but you would be blessing me and my family during the holiday season too. This is what I'm doing from home, trying to do the pandemic and the entrepreneurial stuff. I'm writing books and I'm making art and I'm doing these videos and I've got my kids. They have an e-commerce store too, teastotesnotes.company.site. That's where all of their sewing lessons have come to wonderful fruition for them. So um, yeah, visit me contact me, come on the show, put your comments in below, like, comment, subscribe, share. Lessons and Legacies is on YouTube. Pass that word on. I sure, surely would appreciate it. And uh, yeah, today was all about faith. This is the season for it, right? And we are so blessed to have it. All it takes, they say, is the faith of a mustard seed. One of my favorite, favorite Facebook posts I ever saw, and I have it saved in my um, inspiration photo album on my Facebook page. And I actually have a picture of it printed up here. It's a big old picture of a hand and a tiny little mustard seed in it. And it says, I have a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. Amen and amen again in the words of my good friend, William Brown. So guys, take that tiny little bit of seed. If you got a mountain of faith, good for you. Pass that, pass that, pour that stuff out. What I'm trying to do right now, I've got faith and I realized that, you know, I haven't had faith through this whole season or my faith was like a little weak and it took other people to build me up. So I'm here taking what I've been given and putting it right back out into the universe. So if you are one of those mountain of faith people, take some of that surplus and share it with the world. Go be a blessing. Give somebody else a little nugget of faith. You know, faith is what keeps us moving forward. Faith is our hope. Faith is our promise. 
for tomorrow, a better tomorrow, you know? So bless someone with that faith. And for you, if you don't have that mountain of faith, all it takes is a little mustard seed, a popcorn kernel, you know? Just hold on to that, say a prayer, it will be answered and move forward, right? I love you guys. And uh, again, thank you for joining me on episode 12 of Lessons and Legacies. I will be back with you guys for a very special Christmas Eve episode with my husband, Mr. Nathan Price at two o'clock. And I'm sure as always, we'll have laughter involved there. Um, yeah, and I would love your feedback, love your comments, and thank you all for joining me. And I pray that this message made your day. And if it wasn't today, maybe there's somebody you know that you could pass it on to and it would make theirs. That's all I'm here trying to do is share the love and share the knowledge and share the faith. So you guys be blessed and happy, happy holidays and Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the faith, you guys. I love you.